Welcome to the Roll for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plaguestone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on, listener. Your quest awaits. So last we left off, you managed to find Halid in his lair. You managed to fight him and barely survive. In fact, according to my calculations, I believe every single person dropped and was dying except for Brixley at this point. I think Brixley's the only one who hasn't dropped during this adventure. Is that correct? That is correct. It was pretty close, but I think I st- I stayed up the whole time. Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorn, the gnome champion liberator. Some tank you are. Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the half-orc spirit barbarian. Well, exactly. He is some tank. He managed to survive while the rest of you all died. So he was doing his job. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. My, my shield on the other hand did not survive. It, it dropped, as it were. Or at least it went half damage. It's not fully destroyed. but it So it's damaged. got the broken condition, I think. Yes. In addition, Brixley, although has never dropped, but he has been embarrassed endless times. Brixley is becoming the comic relief. So it's one of those things. It's okay to embarrass Brixley, but it's just sad to kill him off. Yeah, Brixley gets falls in mud and gets punched in the face and all sorts of low grade humiliations. But when the when the chips are down, he actually does his job pretty well. I like Brixley. He's so wonderful and cute. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvassalon, the human angelic sorcerer. So with that, you are now kind of outside. This was like this really strange underground passage. That was rather large, and it finally led to this kind of uh, kind of an opening of a cave, and the cave leads to a little lake. And you're like, huh? And you're you're outside now. So you you went somewhere. You're not exactly sure where you are. And at this point, you have well, you defeated him. You killed the dogs. You killed the serpent that dropped Celeste. And you found a ton of stuff. So I don't know if you want to go back and look for more items and Greyhawk the place or just keep what you found and go back to town because you guys are kind of all beat up and tired and, well, yeah. Well, why this is true, it seems like we should make sure that we have entirely sufficient evidence. After all, the, the man is dead. It's, it's not as if he can stand and defend himself. Well, one thing I wondered, is that thing at the middle of the lake, is that a tree? Yeah, that's a tree that collapsed. It's kind of like a dead tree. There sort of was like a little mound in a tree. And if you remember, he also put some traps with trip wires that were setting off uh, bolts that would fire. No, at but you. the le- the letter he had on was it on his person or was it in the lockbox? But there was a letter about his reward was waiting in the tree. So. Ah, that is correct. We probably got at least. I don't know if that's the tree he meant or that. Well, the, the author of the letter meant, so we should, but we probably ought to check the tree. Yeah, it seems like it would be. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't a letter from somebody named V or something. 
about how your reward will be waiting for you. Yeah, if you look in handouts, the handouts, you yep. can you can read that little uh, overview if you want. Your usual reward in the stump. Rob Tremarco is playing Cade Thistlerot, the halfling rogue thief. Hmm. Well, we gotta find the stump then. Yeah, this is actually a tree in a large pond, so this is not a stump. It's an actual tree. Is there a stump anywhere near here? Or is it all crates and barrels and pure wine imports? The inside of the cave is all crates and barrels. The outside is forest, so it doesn't look like you see any stumps anywhere. I suppose we ought to take a look at the crates and barrels and see what those are. Sure. I believe we might have done some of this last time. But I, I'll just recap it since it's been a little while for us. The Actually, it was in the crates. Because if you remember, inside the crates, you found lots of alchemical reagents that you have no idea what they are. You found that um, rune stone containing the shadow rune and two ever-burning torches. And that was inside the crates, if you remember. I have an idea, y'all. This letter says... Your usual reward in the stump. Which means this is a stump he's been going to fairly often. Maybe we can track it. That sounds either wonderfully exciting or terribly dull. It's all a matter of the dice roll. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try it if that's okay. I'll try to roll survival. Okay, you don't roll it. I roll that. Ah. What's your plus? What's your plus in your survival? Uh, which level are we at this point in the story? At this point in the story, you're still level one. That's something else that happened is that you now have 1,122 experience points. The way I do it, and I actually confirmed this with Mark Steifer himself, is that you do need to do a full day's rest to level up. So you can do it now, and then I do this thing where when you level up, you can try checks again. So if you want, you could try it now, and then if you, well, you won't know if you failed or not, but then you can try it again the next day because maybe you're smarter. Okay. At this point in the story, my survival is plus four. Plus four. Let's roll that. Now, secret rolls I'm going to do by hand. Ooh, purple die of death. Let's see what it rolled. Uh, what were you trying to figure out? Oh, you're looking for tracks and evidence. So while other people are gathering items out of the crates, you are sort of searching around. And there's definitely a lot of tracks, but you're going to have to kind of follow them. But you definitely found some tracks that look like they're hallids. Okay, I'll just uh, I'll keep them in mind, and I'll wait till everyone's done before we go follow them. I don't want to do it by myself. Oh, I'm not going anywhere by myself. And Celeste sort of steps a little closer to Prue. So I'm going to just go real quickly for a recap of things you found. And we can just do this kind of quick, and then we can go into more detail once we get into town. You found transcription list where it has a cave healthily labeled hideout next to a shape that might be a pond. From there, a winding pass passes through a strange V-shaped chamber before ending what appears to be a clearing with a stump labeled drop point. Oh, well, there we go. Maybe. Uh, You found a whetstone, a dagger, 15 feet of rope, a hammer, two candles, coins. I'll get to those in a second. Two vials of lesser alchemist fire. Those actually Brixley has. You found this murky, foul-smelling brown liquid. You found some small, identical bottles with kind of silver stuff in them. You found a heavy crossbow on Halid, ten bolts, the plus one Kirki, the leather armor, the lesser healing potion that was on him, 
two silver compounds which look to be exactly the same as the discarded bottles that you found. Only these have silver in them. The strong box and the strong box key, crates of all the alchemical reagents, the rune stone containing the shadow rune, two ever burning torches, and the note from the mysterious person labeled V. So that is all the stuff you found. And we'll get to what it is. Oh, and by the way, and you found 23 gold pieces, 45 silver pieces, and 14 copper pieces. So I think it might be that time of the episode where we cut to town and then we do a shopping montage. Ooh, everyone like goes dressing and they get like little clothes and they get new weapons and new armor and new shields and you guys can like try on new outfits. It'll be a lot of fun. That actually sounds like super fun. Do we want to do the stump first in case there's money in it so we can get even more outfits for the montage? Uh, yes. Yeah, if we can, if we can easily figure out the map and find a, find the drop point, we should probably visit that. Yeah, I've got a lead. I've got tracks that I found, and there's the map. Well, let's do that then. Cool. In that case, give me a second. We've caused problems. Hopefully, we didn't cause encounters. Well, the one guy who would be coming to the stump is dead. Yeah, but his boss. Yeah, I guess, but that was in the past. The letter was in the past tense, saying that boss, the boss left his payment. So we'll approach carefully. If it's if we see anybody nearby, maybe we'll just pass on it. Okay. So this is how it's going to happen. How much of that stuff are you going to bring back with you? Uh, the one thing that might be a little tricky is the crates of the alchemical reagents, because everything else you could just carry on your own. But the crates, well, they're crates, so. That might require a bit more of a bit more work. We can just say where they are. That might help. Yeah, we're gonna wagon in town. Come back for that. Oh, sure, definitely. I just wanted to know how you might want to handle it, but you can definitely keep them here. Looks like you know they're not going anywhere, and he's dead. So unless he has some uh, accomplices or something, probably won't be anywhere. The rest of the stuff you can obviously easily just take with you. Okay, with that. You can, well, you can venture forth, if you wish, to uh, follow those tracks you found, Prue. Yeah, let's, is this, okay, I want to ask you as the GM, is this a later thing that I'm diving into too soon? No, you can do whatever you want. If you want to go Uh, find a bear and wrestle a bear for fun, I won't stop you. We'll call that an after lunch idea. But for now, let's just follow these tracks and hopefully to the stump. I know where a bear can be found. We left that bear nice and sleeping. As does Cade. I think Cade has unfinished business with the bear. Nope. My business is concluded. I don't need to become a pizza roll. We could put a little hat on the bear and you can start a new circus. I think that would be fun. I should have put a hat on him. Okay. Prue gathers all the items that you think you can bring with you. you like, I see a, a little trail going off over here. Are you ready? Let's follow let's this follow trail. Follow the trail. Wow, in stereo. Yep, let's go. Okay. You start traveling on the trail. It's uh it's pretty well worn. It's not that hard for you to find. As you continue to follow the trail, you're noticing after a good five minutes that it is leading right back to town. Okay, what does the map say? Can we kind of figure out where we are? Sure. What is your wisdom? Uh, plus one. Mm. Do you have geography or anything similar? Just survival. 
You are definitely not familiar enough with this area. This area is heavily forested. You definitely don't have enough information and know nothing about this place. There's no scale to this map. It looks like it's incredibly crude. The good news is it looks like that lake is probably this lake. But then as for where it leads to a stump, think of it this way. You need to triangulate. You only have two of the three items you need to triangulate. You probably need a third point of reference to kind of figure out where the stump is. You right now just have the lake and a stump, but you need kind of a third point of reference, and you don't have one. Plague Stone 3, the search for Hallett's gold. <laughs> Something like that. You can try to kind of wander in a direction that you think, but this might take a few days. Yeah, we oh, don't have yikes. a good beat on north on the map anyway, so... Yeah, and it's you have no idea if this is a minute, five minutes, an hour, five hours. Like, it's just very vague at this point. Well, then maybe we should rest up and try to tackle it, you know, in the morning or something. I am looking forward to that shopping montage. So obviously this trail leads right back to town. It looks like this is uh, a very well-worn trail because this is where he obviously spent a lot of his time and he went back and forth for town to, well, eat and hang out and berate poor Finnick. You get back to town. Uh, I believe it's probably dinner time by now. You've been out. And you, you stumble into the feed mill. Sure enough, it seems to be filled once again with the early dinner rush. And you are, like, all beat up. You got blood on you. Celeste has bite marks on her. Prue has more dents on her than before. Brixley's shield is destroyed. Cade, his hair is all tussled. And bloody from the stabbings. And bloody. Don't let's forget not the forget blood. the stabbings. <laughs> let's, let's not forget the stabs. Let's not forget all the dried blood. Is uh, the sheriff in here? Yeah. The sheriff's here. And of all things, he's actually hanging out with Phoenix. Um, uh, and he looks at you, and he's like, What happened? Were you okay? Did, did you find something? Looks like you've been to hell and back. We got him. We... We found your murderer, and, well, I'd like to say we brought him to justice, but we only just brought him. We did We did bring him, right? We killed him. Yeah. Sure, I can say that, um, actually, Prue's the only one who can carry him since he's gigantic, as that you would have to kind of fire him and carry him over your shoulders. I got that 18 half-orc strength. I'll carry him. There you go. I'll, gra- I'll grab his feet. So you come in. I think you're smart enough to leave him like outside or like in the uh, barn. Without yeah, we'll put him in too. the barn. Right, right. Otherwise, that would be unsanitary. Yeah, exactly. No dogs, no dead bodies into the establishment. Except the cellar, right? Except the cellar. But that, you know, he, he died while he was here. It's kind of like, you know, it's like putting a... He was grandfathered in under the policy. There you go. The drops dead from eating poison policy. I, I don't like this policy. Maybe you can start a thing on the wall, like everyone who's dropped dead from eating poison. It can have like a little club. Anyhow, he hears you and it's like, howl it. Huh. And with that, Finnick has a really big smile on his face. He's trying to cover it up, but he seems pretty happy he's dead. He, he's just sort of laughing to himself and giggling. But he, Rolfs wants to know everything. He's like, obviously, 
if you went through the effort to murder him, there must have been strong, compelling evidence. Explain to me exactly what you found. First, we need a whole lot of turnip booze, and we'll do it at a table while we drink and eat and weep. <laughs> sure enough. Turnip stew, turnip surprise, turnip pie, and turnip casserole coming right up. There's got to be some leftover uh, pork, right? Oh, yeah, there's a little bit of pork left. It was pretty popular, but uh, fortunately, it's only like the fatty parts. But you probably like That's that. fine. Put it in the broth. There you go. Four broth stew. Well, first of all, I'd be hard-pressed to say we murdered him. What with it being 100% self-defense and all that? He was trying his hardest to kill us. We should probably show him the letter that, yeah. all, that pretty much spells out the motive. Okay. He is the law, after all. Yeah. Tamil walks over. She was the half-orc who wanted to, you know, you to find out Bort's murderer. And she comes over to you, and she sits down. She seems to be very attentive. She's being very quiet. She just seems to want to listen. She's not saying anything. Sure. Yeah, we'll show him the letter and the uh, copy of the ledger that Celeste made. And also, like, how it sort of lines up that apparently Bort was delivering the some unknown substance or something. And, well, it got him killed. He looks it over. And uh, he reads everything. He's thinking about it. And uh, hears about your whole story. And says, well, looks like you've uh, made significant progress in determining who caused the untimely demise of Bort. But unfortunately, it looks like the villain who ordered the murder is still at large. Even worse, I don't even know who or what this mysterious V is. Or where this V might be found. What? Who in town has a name with the letter V? Well, there's a, a few, but those are school children. I, uh, I don't think they're responsible. Are you, um, I don't mean to be rude, but are you sure they're school children? And her eyes dart back and forth from Brixley to Cade and then back to the sheriff. Says, well, you can meet them yourself, but yes, I'm pretty sure I saw when they were born and, uh, I've known them since they were infants, so unless uh, unless something uh, mysterious has happened, yeah, I, I can't think of anyone with uh, the V starting their name. But again, this could be a code word for all I know. This could be anyone. It's true. It could be a nickname or something, I suppose. Is there anyone in town that would have a background in alchemy? As soon as you say that word alchemy, they all look at each other and they all go, and they all sort of hiss. Like you just said something really bad. Like you said something you're not supposed to say. Uh-oh. Pardon me. I did not wish to offend, but what did I... You seem to have had a strong reaction to that idea. Well, alchemy is no longer uh, practiced in uh, Etran's Folly as, well, that's what caused the plague all those years ago. We sort of frown on anything alchemical. That would explain why someone's doing it in secret. Yes, yes. Uh, back when uh, nearly half the town was wiped out by that plague 20 years ago, there was uh, that witch who used her alchemy to kill everyone. So ever since then, alchemy is always frowned upon and seen as an evil activity. And uh, Trin is there, and she's 
She says, yes, in fact, we, we don't even have any alchemical items because of that. In fact, we only have a very small limited number of healing potions, and that's about it. It's, uh, it's very hard and to get anything alchemical here. Uh, Bork knew this well. He, he would never bring anything alchemical because I could never sell it. Well, he made pretty good business selling it here. Well, again, that's just me. Obviously, uh, other people uh, have their own business with Bort, and, you know, again, it's uh, just something I can't easily sell or need. The only thing is healing potions, and that's about it. Well, someone's doing some of it, and Halid made a pretty bold statement that said, uh, to the effect that this uh, isn't necessarily over. So this V person is uh, not only uh, still loose, but planning something. Rolf's like, oh, this is terrible. This, this only makes things worse. It's like we have someone dead who obviously maybe could have told us everything, but he's dead, so now I can't ask him. Now it's not a simple murder. It's some nefarious plot with secret agents and clandestine deliveries. And it looks like this has been going on for years, according to the ledger and this mysterious V person. What the heck is going on around here? What did you bring to us? We didn't bring anything. It's been here before we showed up. It's a good thing we did, too, and this guy would be on the loose still, killing more people. Mail ordered yeah. by one of your own, I should mention. Oh, man. I I don't know what's going on. And meanwhile, Tamil has been sitting there. She's been listening with rapt attention. Her knuckles and her clenched hands are white with tension, listening to every single word you're saying. She seems almost ready to explode. She seems so angry that someone actually ordered Bort's death and that his murder still hasn't been solved. Well, the murder's been solved, just not the ultimate, uh, I guess. Just not the accomplice. Yeah, just the, we, we found the gun, not the arm, that not the hand that wielded it. Mm. I mean, what, what's a gun? <laughs> we found the, the, the arrow, not the bow that shot it. There you go. There you go. Smooth recovery. Sorry, I mixed my timelines. So you've been to Alkenstar, have you? Oh, is that still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, well, I, I would say that this should be enough for the magistrate, except that I suppose, and she looks at the, the half-orc, uh, the... the, oh, the half-orc? That's how you're going to address her? No, no, the half-orc? To, uh, Tamil. Uh, Tam, Tam yeah, Lee. she has a name. That's right. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Celeste looks at uh, uh, Tamley. Although I, I suppose we should bring Bort's murderer to justice uh, after all b- before we depart, right? He looks at you, Rolf, and says, You better believe it. The magistrates want to hear all of this. This, is, uh, this isn't good. And it's going to be at least another month before he uh, shows up. Oh, this is this is terrible. He looks at you and says, I, I, I'm, I'm basically pleading with you that you, you have to figure out who this mysterious V is and help me uncover the true culprit. There's, uh, there's something going on here. There's something terrible. And obviously this is some larger plot. And I don't know what's going on. I, I can't. I can't figure out who or what wants to destroy this town or or cause murders. This is this is bizarre. I tell you, we never have anything bad happen in this town, and now Bort's dead, and there's 
this this cave you said filled with all these strange chemicals and all these dogs and the t electric snakes what's going on around here I, I i this place used to be so nice i don't know but somebody's planning something we'll find yeah them. if we're gonna solve this case we're gonna need your help because right now we don't have any leads for this v person well i would probably recommend you uh maybe talk to my father or some of the uh older gentlemen around town maybe they know um obviously there's been other people here with the first name v i can't think of anyone off the top of my head but might be able to put something together, but it's awfully strange. Who would have it out for this town? Did the witch have any family or people who would possibly want to harm the town? And we said you people say the witch is gone, but would she have been in league with anybody else, or have kids, or some sort of other uh, relative, like you said? Or well, with that, Targan, who was sitting nearby, eavesdropping the whole time, says. I knew it. I knew it. And he's like, everyone looks over and he comes by and he says, you better believe it. Selwith, that alchemist and her feud with Father Bulgrist, the town priest. Selwith, she had a daughter. She had a daughter named Villery and she survived the plague, but she disappeared a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Well, that's a start. Any idea where we can find Vildry? What's wrong? You got wax in your ears, girl? I said she disappeared a couple years ago. I know exactly where she is, just like you know exactly where she is. <laughs> yeah, you're about as funny as you are useful, old man. She looks at Celeste and says... Ah, uh, you know what it's like. I don't know why you would venture with her. Ah, uh, family. Um, r right. Well, if, if she disappeared, obviously it seems like she's come back. At least that's the best hunch we've got. So, um, do you know where they used to live, perhaps? Sure, sure. Of course I know where she used to live. She's, uh, the north side of town in the, the dead homes, uh, uh, I can point out where she, her old house was. Okay, well, it'd be worth swinging by, see maybe she visited the old place, left some clue. Uh, any other place that she would frequent would be quite helpful. Mm hmm. Hmm. I'd have to think about that. Been several years since I even thought about her, and she mostly kept to herself. You know, she was kind of shunned by everyone. You know, considering her mom killed everyone and everything. Yes, I. I don't suppose she was. Treated very well by the folks of this town after that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Well, at least that gives us some sort of lead. <sighs> after all of today's events, I am exhausted. I don't know that we can go tonight. Perhaps tomorrow? Maybe after a day or two of rest. That would be a great idea. I need to clean off and sleep. Yeah, one thing is you all feel... Faster, stronger, as if you uh, you leveled up in a way. That's right. So now, the way I play it is that you rest. And then when you wake up, you're magically level two. Everything will reset. You'll fully heal. It just makes it a lot easier, especially if you get new spells and stuff. And uh, important to note that if you're in the middle of a dungeon, I mean, it's a little... A little, you know, gaming it, but if you are in the middle of a dungeon and then you level up, 
you would have to rest before you got those new abilities, just FYI. So it doesn't happen that often. I don't think it's going to happen this adventure, but that's the way I play it. Sure, that makes sense. You want to take time to train and get new abilities and all that stuff. Yeah. So I would say you guys can finish up your Feast of Turnips. And she has her special turnip souffle. The same one Bored ate when he died. Are you going to try it like uh, he did? I think I'm going to pass this time. Oh, I'm so full. I, I couldn't possibly. I'm in. I don't know, Cade. Cade really liked it last time. You you ate every it's last really good. bite. He did. I mean, what's the trouble? I'll you, give it a shot. You know who? T- you know how he died. He should be fine. You're not po- you're not poisoning yourselves, are you? I forgot that there's only one kind of poison, and it couldn't be any other kind of poison. Yeah, true. Oh, you did kill the poisoner, so we'll find out. Okay, let me roll your fortitude saves in secret. Mmm, delicious. Both of you fail your saves in deliciousness. Yes. I, ex- I accept the consequences of that failure. You actually did fail. I rolled a three and a six, so you both failed. But it's so good. We gain the... We gain the uh, yummy sound condition. That's right. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Anyhow, before you finish up for the night, Rolf says to you, well, that sounds like as good a lead as any. Lord knows she probably had reason to have something up against this town, but still, she left years ago. I don't know what. It doesn't make any sense. Why would she just hang around to torture us when she'd go anywhere in this world? It doesn't make any sense. And he just seems confused. He says, again, anything you can do to help would, would be a huge help here and enclosure to this entire thing. Plus, it would help poor Finnick here and then free him once and for all from all responsibility as he did put the poison in Bort's stew. Even, even if he was innocent and that he didn't know what it was. It was still him who did it. So anything you can do to help him will uh, we'll look good on the, the judge, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. As you're walking towards your rooms, Tamley uh, comes up to you and says quietly, uh, how do you plan to find the mastermind all of this? As I expect, you're going to continue your search as... Someone obviously ordered him dead, and that's who I must find responsible. Who this V is, and why she wanted him dead. We're gonna find the trail of clues and see where it takes us. I wonder if we can, if we find the stump. I wonder if we could. Can we maybe keep Halad's death secret for a couple days? I think it's a little late for that. That's true. We do have like half the town knows now, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's doubtful, especially if he's in the... Yeah, It's a small town and everyone's going to gossip. I mean, they have nothing better to talk about. Um, especially Fennec. Celeste will pipe up. Well, also, whoever this V is, if it indeed is this witch's daughter, um, they're probably going to want to cover their tracks. And, well, we were the last people to see Hallett alive, and therefore it's possible we know what Hallett's up to. So she's not going to want us alive, so she'll probably attempt to kill us. Oh, that's dreadful. But if we set a trap for her? Sure, maybe we could stake out the stump or something. Maybe she'd try to go retrieve the reward once she finds out Halad's dead. Oh, that that might be boring, but it also might be fun. What do you say, Cade? I mean, 
if you find that stump in time, and if the reward is a decent-sized bag of cash, A, we take the cash, B, I go in the bag. She picks it up. Cade, stab, trap. No? Yeah, that's not no terrible. Good? Perhaps I could be hidden in a nearby tree. I'm I'm actually quite good at, at hiding, you know. Yes. I don't think this is going to work, but I can't let you all go get killed, so I'll help you. We definitely should stick it out. I mean, I don't know if my... Well, let's at least find the stump and see where that leads us. That's true. Is that the Cade surprise? It's like a, it's like a, it's like one of those novelty birthday cakes, except with more violence. The Trojan Cade. There you go. I'm just written on the outside of the bag is bag of money, hold up to face. <laughs> just has like the big dollar sign on it. It's like green <laughs> with big dollar signs. They're like, ooh, money. I think this is straight from the Wile E. Coyote playbook. It always worked so well for him. <laughs> Directly. No, no one would pick up that bag, tie it, and throw you into a river. No, no, not at all. Oh, no. I didn't think about that. Well, I think you're pretty much done. By the way, you see Finnick, like, doing toasts to Halid's death. So I think the uh, I think the cat's out of the bag, by the way. Oh, boy. Like, loud toasts. Like... He's like proudly toasting everyone in the bar and getting drunk at his death. Oh, that's good. People seem to be quietly nodding and agreeing. Looks like he had very few friends in this town. So with that, you guys can go upstairs, go to sleep, wake up, new day, new dawn, and you're all level two. Ding a ding a ding dink. Hooray! Feels good. By the way, I do put all the characters up in the role for combat discord so you can actually see them because some people have asked me about your abilities and how you built your characters because Pathfinder 2 has so many more abilities than Pathfinder 1. There's so many ways you can build your characters. Plus, all of you, well, at least half of you have taken really strange second level builds. None of you are going the straight and narrow path. In fact, two of you multi-classed. Well, two of you multi-classed. So I did not expect one, let alone two people to go down that route. So it will be interesting to see how that goes. Well, if you'd like, I'll start with one of the relatively boring builds. Brixley level two. There there are two major things you pick up at level two, in addition to like hit points and stuff. Um, So Brixley gets two new, two major new abilities. Uh, As a class feat, he gets Divine Grace, which as a reaction, I can... Before rolling, I can take plus two to any saving throw. So that's kind of handy. And what's that like once per day? Well, it's a reaction. So once per round. Wow, that's really broken. (laughs) I I, I think it's just once per round. I don't think there's any further restriction on it. If it's a reaction, then that's just... But then you can use like your shield block instead. Yeah, you have to trade it off with other things that are reactions. So, you know, I, I also couldn't, if I did that, I couldn't do an attack of opportunity as well. I mean, so. Exactly. You know. But still, plus two for a save at this level is That's pretty nice. a lot. In this level. Plus two is a lot, as we're finding out. So plus two is nothing then to sneeze at. The other thing I did is, as a skill feat, I took the feat Quick Jump from the Athletics Tree. And what that does is normally when you take a high jump or a long jump, you have to use two actions to get a running start. And this eliminates the running start. You can just get the same distance by just a single action. So it seemed vaguely useful in a way I couldn't quite put my finger on. So basically you're like a little cat. 
you can like just sort of jump really quick and little high, like or really a high. frog or something. I don't a know, frog. but yes, he's he, he's got little springy gnome legs. So well, you are wearing all green, so I don't know. It's a very funny image in my mind. This little gnome with this purple goatee and purple hair, wearing all green and silver, with uh, the ability to jump really, really high, really fast. Follow the bouncing Brixley. <laughs> I like it. Anyone want to go next? I can go next. So all Prue did was finally catch up to her character art in that I picked up the Sorcerer Dedication Multiclass feat for level 2, and with it got two cantrips, one of which is just swirling ghost energy to block attacks for me, the shield spell. And with the other one, I'll be throwing a ghost out to bring the chill of the grave to someone with Ray of Frost. So basically all your spells... People are a little confused by this sometimes. They're writing me. They're like, what are these ghost spells that she's casting? You're just taking all your abilities and just putting the ghost sub-template on them. Yeah, the yes. flavor. It's, 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 it's the best part. That's the best part. You're like a Ghostbuster. I'm like a Ghostbuster. The main one that people are seeing is in when I do Rage as a Spirit Barbarian, I can do negative or positive energy damage as my Rage bonus damage. So I'm just using that as negative energy ghosts to punch people with. I mean, that's pretty cool. I love that. You're throwing ghosts. You're using ghosts to block spells and attacks. You're using ghosts to attack people with. You're just a, you're just a really scary person. I thought the idea of like a dread knight that channels ghosts was pretty cool. So I was really happy to see that I was able to do that in PF2. Uh, L2. That's right. So you actually are... You're multi-classed, so you are a, what are you, a sorcerer barbarian? A sorcerer barbarian, yeah. That is very cool. What's to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Um, so, at uh, level two, I got a couple of nifty little abilities being a rogue. Uh, one of them, I think, is a, a staple for the thief. It's um, the trap finder uh, class feat. Uh, which essentially gives me a bonus to AC, saving throws, and perception checks to find traps, AC against attacks made by traps, and saves made by traps. And even if I'm not searching, I get a check to find traps that normally require me to search. So basically, so, you are the mind detector for the group. I, yeah, exactly. I'm the canary in the coal mine. And I'm glad it's you and not me. That's all right. And then uh, my stealth went up to, uh, an expert uh, an expertise level, so it's a big Horkin plus ten right now. Cool. And my uh, level feet, I got um, where is it? Oh, catfall. I treat falls as ten feet shorter. I'm mean, actually that's so cool because falling in Pathfinder Two is so dangerous. <laughs> that is correct. It will hurt a lot. Number one. Number two. I feel like some pits coming on or some rooftop things. So, you know, being a, uh, a sneaky climber type and, you know, it's probably better to, for making getaways, like jumping out of, out of windows that are meant for taller people. And uh, that's it. So basically you just went super thief route. Correct. And last but not least, we got the most mysterious player of her all, Celeste, <laughs> who doesn't want to say anything about her character, but... You could say a little. How about a little? You don't have to say everything if you don't want. Okay, I'll say a little. So, um, so Celeste, also multi-classed, 
she picked up, I, I, I didn't like any of the sorcerer second level feats, at least not for this particular build, not for this character. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll multi-class in something. And I was between rogue and bard. Uh, and Steven actually recommended bard. He's like, well, you already perform and, and play the ocarina. So, you know, why not? And uh, the more I looked at it, the more I thought that it would be really cool. So she picked up the bard dedication. Uh, that gives her some fun skills, uh, including uh, she is now trained in occultism. She learned about occultism, I figure, from her near-death experience. And that night while she goes to bed, uh, she finishes her book, The Truth, Unlocking Your Inner Light, a self-help book. Uh, so she <laughs> finishes that and goes, ah, I understand occultism now uh, and can become a bard. Uh, she did pick up a couple new cantrips, which are very uh, helpful, assisty sort of buffing cantrips, as is pretty customary for a bard. And I think suits her really well. So I'm I'm looking forward to being able to contribute in combat with those. So now a sorcerer healer bard. Wow, that is cool. I mean, that is really something I didn't expect you can build, but I guess you can build anything in Pathfinder 2 now. That's what I love about this system so much. Yeah, that's like, I don't think you could really ever build that. Not easily. Not at level 2, I'll tell you that much. Definitely not level 2. Yeah, she's a really fun, strange build, and I definitely couldn't do anything like this in Pathfinder 1. Cool. Okay. So... Now I'm feeling lame and boring in comparison. <laughs> hey, somebody has to toe the line. It's all right. Out of care. I went the other way. I wanted to keep it simple because it's my first time playing second edition, and I wanted to just kind of go with something familiar. Now let's go crazy. Let's have a barbarian sorcerer with ghosts. <laughs> all right, maybe I'll do my multi-class at third level then. Ooh, or a divine spellcaster that is actually uh, more agnostic than anything else. Now, side note, all multi-class feats have to be taken at even-numbered levels. All right, so I guess I got to do it at fourth. Nice. Well, let's see. We have one person who's the divine sorcerer healer bard. We have one person who attacks with ghosts. We have, like, the super thief. And then we have Brixley, who can jump really high. That's something. That's when you say it like something. that, it sounds stupid. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's like Indiana Jones, taking leaps and, and doing daring, daring I'm gonna, maneuvers. I, with I'm going to be laughing last when there's like some 15-foot ledge that we encounter. <laughs> I think it's really neat, actually. He's like almost swashbuckly, but he's like a quote-unquote paladin-type class. You're basically Mario before he gets the mushroom to make him bigger. <laughs> oh my you gosh. are Mario. That's it. You're Mario. You it's a me, like a Brixley. <laughs> God. <laughs> you even have the mustache. You look just like him. Uh, yeah. Uh, clearly some work with Photoshop is going to be in order. <laughs> we need to get some Super Mario Brothers sound effects in here every time Jason's character takes a turn. So at the end of this adventure, we're going to find that the princess is in another castle. V is in another castle. Wow. That just ruined the whole game for you, didn't it? It's like, now for the rest now, now of the I'm game. Reckless, <laughs> now I'm going to be recklessly charging into confrontations to try to get Brixley killed so I can re-roll. <laughs> now that he's been banished to you know, the, the Mario identity. Your next character can be Luigi. Hey. Hey, you're the one who took the high, the super jump feat. None of us, none of us told you to do that. I, uh, I, I went the negative way. Like I, I may want to jump, but I know I'm gonna fall. 
so I'll make the damage less. <laughs> you might be able to use it in combat. You can like parkour over people, like jump over Steve them. Is, Steve is furiously rewriting the, the adventure so that the bad guys are Koopas. You know, there might be Koopa-related creatures in this adventure. I hate to say it. Out of coincidence. All you gotta do is jump on top of them. It'll be great. Yeah. I'm gonna make it that shells are uh, some loot that you get. And there are, you know, there's, there's alchemy in this. You know, it's kind of like the power-ups. Man, Jason, you just ruined it. I can't tell my, if you my, ruined my it. Just been, my night's just been ruined. <laughs> I can't tell if you ruined it or you made it fantastic. Some, why can't Only it be both? Only time will tell. Oh, why can't it be both? You did both. You made it fantastically awesome. In all fairness, Mario is a beloved character. There's worse things to be compared to. People love Mario. People, it's one of the most yeah, beloved characters <laughs> of all time. Brixley! It's a Brixley! I'm going to have him re-record your intro. Anyhow, very fun, colorful level up discussion. With that, there's a couple things that are going on. It's a new day. The bad guy's dead. You have some things you can do. You had a couple leads, I guess. You have a little bit of downtime. Brixley's shield is all messed up, needs to get fixed. Kate has one set of tools that was broken. And you got money. And you also have those crates back in the cave. So, And you have things. I don't think you identified everything. You did not identify all of those, um, those alchemy items. But... You're going to actually need an alchemist kit because that will go under identify alchemy. Uh, you will need an uh, alchemy tools to actually identify all this alchemy stuff you've been finding. Just let you know. Well, at least we know what we're doing. It's probably best that we take care of all those broken goods before we continue the adventure. Yeah, I would definitely like to get my shield fixed. Okay. There's lots of ways to do that. So... It's up to you guys how you want to fix your shield. Never done this before. We can look into and see how this works. I mean, I know how it works, but we can actually do it. Let's see. There's the repair option, which is a crafting. Now, the only person who's trained in crafting is, of all people, Prue. But you will need a repair kit to fix a damaged item. Do they sell them here? Yes, they do. She definitely has repair kits for sale. Are there people who sell replacement picks or actual new sets of thieves tools, or is that not so? Nope. Not within the. Uh, well, we can repair those. Turnip Town. Yeah, you... I mean, we can, but you know, in case you fail the roll or critically fail and turn my thieves tools into nickels. Yeah, there's definitely uh, thieves tools. Really, to them, they're just uh, fine tools used for you know fine work. Like jewelry. jeweler's tools. Jeweler's tools. That's it. That's the uh, the euphemism. The quote. Do you have quote jeweler's tools? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing you'll note is that Trin has pretty much all mundane and even a few level one items, but most of them are in the farming community sense. Like a lot of these are being used for farming methods or farming um, activities. So they have, like, the farming version of Half-Plate? They <laughs> actually have something kind of Half-Plate related, but you can tell that it wasn't really used for armor in the sense of fighting. It was used more for, like, 
I don't know, repairing things or used for protection for like digging out wells or clearing caves, things like hunting that. Hunting bears. Or hunting bears, right. Kind what of do you know? <laughs> kind of like if you remember, uh, Amora had that like bee outfit made out of uh, just like loads of leather. That's kind of the same thing. But yeah, there is a first level half plate and even splint plate available if you want it. Oh, I want, but that's way outside of my price range, unless we sell a bunch of stuff. That is true. That is true. Well, and more pedestrian choices, I could actually use a bow, because I don't really have a ranged option. And granted, I'm usually I'm usually charging up to the front anyways, but... We found that heavy crossbow. You could just have that. Yeah. It oh, does right. take, I for- it takes, I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah, it does take two actions to load, though. I mean, uh, the heavy crossbow is kind of a pain. It's not the worst, but it is. You have, uh, you have one. Prue, how much money do you need for that half plate? Well, I've got 10 gold, but get this. They want 18 for the stuff. Hmm. I wonder how long they've held on to that. Maybe I could talk them down a little bit. And anyhow, you can borrow the money from me. I, I don't know what I would purchase in this town anyway. Well, I sure appreciate that. I was worried that I'd have to pay for room and board, but, well, the the finest inn here is the same as the only inn here, so not a lot of choice. And, well, it looks like as long as I keep mm, entertaining everyone at dinner time, I get to stay for free. So I don't really have much use for money at the moment. I bet I could trade in my old armor for uh, maybe three gold pieces, so that ought to help. Yeah, and anything you need, I'll lend you. So I think that would be lending five gold pieces and a trade-in to get to half plate. Does that work? We could also, I mean, this kukri, I mean, we can't. You're not going to use that? Real, no, I can't. I'm not familiar with it. It would be uh, less, it would be, it would not, the plus one doesn't help me at all because I'm not familiar with the weapon proficient well, let's, with it. Let's add up everything that we're selling and then see what we're working with. Because, you know, if we can't get that plus one move to something I can use, because no one in this town is uh, super crafty, except with turnips. Yeah, they need mm. to be, what, expert level to move a rune? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's plus one turnips all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, Delma, is there anyone in town who's really good with their hands? Like if a, if a, a plow or something breaks, who usually repairs that? She thinks a bit. Uh, Farmer uh, Elion, uh, he uh, he's a bit of a drunkard, but uh, he actually is uh, he's actually quite a good farmer and uh, kind of handy with his hands. He's not exactly the you know most delicate type, but he's good at fixing farm implements. I think that's the guy who punched me in the face. It is the one who punched you in the face, and he does make a mean wagon grease, also made from turnips. Of course, it is. All right. Um. Is he here tonight? Which one is he? Hmm. Oh, he's always here at night, getting nice and drunk, but his farm is nearby. I can tell you where it is, and sure enough, uh, their their house is, like, really close by. Um, okay. Like, ten-minute walk from here. All right, well, it'd be worth asking him anyhow. Maybe he can help us. I think keeping the rune in the party is probably our best bet, rather than selling it, if we can. That's what I was hoping he'd be able to transfer it. Well, the price... For that weapon altogether is 356 silver pieces with the weapon. It's uncommon. It has the rune. 
So if you sold it and most you get is half for that, which is nothing. I mean, that's like off the top of my head. What's that? Like 17.8. There you go. 17.8 gold, which is not nothing, but you're probably not going to find a plus one rune anywhere else. So, so, you know, you're not in a rush to sell it. It's worth some gold, not a ton. The shadow rune we can't use, right? Isn't that best to sell? Shadow rune's only like three gold or something. Oh, so not a whole lot. You're worth holding on to, I think. Um, we'll sell it if it gets you your armor. Well, we might have enough gold in the party. Uh, if we're not using it, that is. We might need it. I'm just saying, se- sell the things we don't need that oh, have. I was, I was wrong. Shadowroot is 55 gold. <laughs> oh. oh. Doink? Yeah. Uh, is that an obvious Yikes. sell, then? That's what the full price is. So. Yeah, but half is still 27 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Now, keep in mind, this is a small town. Yeah, sell it. She'll buy most things from you, but... You gotta kind of, uh, you're gonna have to uh, have to figure out. She might have to do a little bit of trading with you, depending on what you're looking. Yeah, for. I'll take you know some gold, that plate mail for a prue, uh, a bunch of jeweler's tools, uh, healing potions. Right, it's like a, like a barter. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, have to yeah. get a whole ton of money. Yeah, just keep in mind that right. If you're trying to just like sell for pure gold, uh, you probably won't get anything. Although no, no, you could no, no, no. actually probably sell a, some of this to the uh, caravan as well. They have some money, but not a ton. I wonder if the caravan would want the alchemical goods. They might. Mm, yeah, that, that would definitely be resold. Let's do that on day one. Let's get a wagon and let's bring that stuff uh, to the caravan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can find easily enough a wagon and you know where this cave is now. You have your own horses, so you can easily just bring your horses over, gather up the crates, load them up, bring them back. No problem. So that's just something I say you can do, and that will just take like a good portion of the day for you to go through and just you know load everything up and come back. Okay, and then we'll just see how much the caravan wants for it. I don't think any of us can use alchemical supplies. Well... Keep in mind, so a few things you might want to look into getting. So, right. So if you have alchemist tools, then you could identify all the stuff you've been finding. That's five gold. Artisan tools, if you're going to make anything, those are four gold. There's that basic crafter's book, which is one silver. will allow you to craft anything at level zero. Um, What else is there? There's, like, other tools. Uh, I don't know if you need, like, healer's tools or medical kits and stuff sure we need a healer's kit repair kit you need a repair kit if you're gonna repair things yourself um those are all small things but they will add up repair kits two gold a healer's kit is five gold it definitely adds up thieves tools are three gold although replacement picks are only three silver aka jeweler's tools I picked up combat medic uh at level two so with a healer's kit I can heal you during combat now if we get a healer's kit. Ooh. Oh, so you don't want that. You don't need that. We're picking that up. Oh. I think it's just like one action or something, too. Let me check. One action to slap a band-aid on it. Battle medicine. One action. Enjoy your bandage. Be healed. Now, actually, you open it up, and there's nothing but dirt in the in the healer's kit. You just, like, rub a little dirt in it. Just put some dirt in it. You'll be fine. Endorsed by gym teachers everywhere. Hilariously. It doesn't have a concentrate skill, so you can do it while raging. 
Well, that's like the half orc uh, healer's kit. It's just dirt and rocks and twigs. Maybe some twine. All right. So yeah, we'll definitely have to add up uh, how much gold everything is worth, and then we'll just spend it as credit. You know. So, what are you looking to buy? And let me put that in this formula thing here. Well, they only have access to level one stuff, right? So that's half. Well, everything's level zero and level one. So. Right, so you can get up to half plate at most, and that's 18 gold. There's only one in this whole town, and it's pretty beat up and pretty dinky, but it will work. I don't see the difference between half plate and splint mail. Um, just the grouping, so one's composite, one's plate, and if you have the armor specialization, then they do different things. Oh, okay. And one makes you immune to like slashing, and I forgot what the other one does. Uh, piercing damage. Yeah, it's not immune, but does some uh, DR on those. I don't think I'm able to get the armor specialization effect since I took a feat to get access to heavy armor. That will literally never happen for me. So I might as well just get the splint mail, which is 13 gold. And if I trade in my armor, then I have enough to afford it now because that's a refund of three. That sounds good. What armor do you have now? There you go. Right now I have chain mail, which is worth six at the market. The only difference between splint and half plate is the grouping. I'm kind of surprised that it's five gold cheaper. Yeah. Okay. So right now you got splint you want to buy. You'll probably sell Shatterune Chainmail. Just tell me what you guys want. I'll put it together for you and then we can figure it all out. Anything you want to buy, anything else, any of those kits. Yeah, Shatterune Chainmail. We'll buy the splint. We'll buy the healer's kit. We'll buy the repair kit. Replacement lockpicks. Thieves Thieves kit? Is that what it's called? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, thieves tools. Yeah, replacement jeweler's tools. Replacement picks. That's right. Yes, jeweler's, jeweler's tools. tools. It was that. Healer's tools. What was the other one? Oh, repair kit. Repair kit. I'm just going to have like some crappy woodworking tools for making toys, but they're not really good for making anything useful. All right. So the, so far, that's 20.3 things you've bought and you were able. And if you're going to sell it, then that's 30.5 things you've sold. So, so we're doing pretty good. Uh, is Are we going to sell any of the other things that we have? Oh, well, we still need to figure out how much the alchemical crates are worth. Yeah. Uh, so you come back, you bring the alchemical crates. Probably would behoove you to identify what's in those crates so that you could perhaps help sell them for more money than they're worth. What if we market them as mystery crates and then upcharge it? How do you know what you're upcharging if you don't know what they are? Oh, touche. Right, you want to go ahead and roll craft and see if you can figure it out. Do we get an alchemy kit, though, so we could try to identify alchemical stuff? Yeah, I can say you bought it. I would say that you're going to go buy it with some of the money. The alchemical kit is five gold, I guess. Oh, can you get it in town since they have alchemy outlawed? No, this is a it's a, it's a brewing it's a brewing kit. Uh, yeah, it's 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 for um, making tea. Yeah, it's for making turnip ale. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's for ales, and uh, everything is something else. You could always find a use for it. Okay, yeah. If we subtract that five gold, I can attempt to identify it. But my crafting is only plus four. Yep. And you actually roll it. Concentrate. Oh no, it's ident- It's secret. Ooh, you don't roll it. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's a shame. Let me do One it. One second before you do it. Up, oh, I'm doing it. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. no um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Celeste is able to give you some helpful words of encouragement, and you get a plus one status bonus to this skill. Mm, even if it's ten minutes? Uh, um, I don't know. Ten, oh, ten minutes. Can she just, she'll just sit in there just like being your cheerleader for ten minutes? Sure, I think you can do that. I'm not exactly sure, but I'll just say it's fine. You can be like, you can do it. I know you can do it. You're so smart. You're just like a cheerleader. Yep. And Prue just rolls her eyes and like grunts and is like really annoyed, but does do a little bit better because of it. Uh huh. All right. So, what are you going to try to identify first? Uh, alchemical crate number one. Okay. I will roll this die. Here we go. Oh, boy. Ooh, not bad. What are you, a plus four, plus five with your stuff? Plus five with this help. So, the help seemed to help. You go through the reagents. And it actually wasn't that hard for you to figure out because these are actually pretty common. These are used for general crafting of, of alchemy. They're sort of just like bases and acids and things that are used as um, sort of the base for anything. You then would use this then mix in other um, components. So this is just tons and tons of base alchemical reagents there's no other way to say it it's like there it's like you know it's like water almost you know not water but it's the it's the most basic building block of what you need to make alchemical supplies the good news is there's a lot of them there's so many of them you know how much this is probably worth you think take a guess uh, 200 gold 10 gold more Ooh, uh 20 gold more 199 gold 50 gold. Wow. Whoa. That's a lot of gold. Is is that at half value or is that worth 50 gold to us? That will be worth 50 gold to you. Whoa. Big dollars. We're going to have to buy more because they might not have that. All right. Is there another crate we need to move on to? Uh, no. Those are in all the crates because they're all the same items. So it actually gave you a huge bonus because you kind of just were able to like figure out oh, this is pretty bit standard. Oh, nice. If you want to move on, you do have the brown, foul-smelling liquid, as well as the two vials of silver that he chugged, Halid chugged and threw away before he fought you. And those are the other two alchemical items you can try to identify. Well, I can try. Not much of an alchemist, but I have tanned leather before. Uh, let me see him. Which one are you going to try to do first? Uh, I'll, I'll do the brown stinky one. Uh, assuming it's been at least an hour, I'll cheerlead you again. We'll assume that you need to take a little break, drink something, get something to eat, get your strength up to cheer her uh, back on. Negotiate the price, take all the crap back to them, all that stuff. Okay, let's see what we get here. Let's roll. Ooh. You, uh, you, uh, think you know what this is. You, uh... You, you're doing very well, Prue. You might not be the best alchemist, but you're good enough tonight. Good it's enough. Actually, it's actually Celeste who's, uh, who's helping. That foul brown liquid, you've heard of this. It's called corpse blood. And corpse blood is used in the creation of poison or disease items or even antidotes. Don't ask how I know about this, but uh, that's corpse blood. Used for making poisons. Mm -hmm. Like blood of a corpse, not like a niftily named flower or 
plant. If it's up to me, I'm going to say that's named after a flower. That's the uh, the nectar of the, the corpse lotus. There you go. Cool. I feel better about that. You shouldn't. It only grows on bodies. <laughs> oh, gross. Mm, well, okay. Okay, so it's probably not really worth anything to these people since it kind of has nefarious purposes. So, unfortunately, this is interesting, but it's nothing you can really use. So, it's just more of a curiosity, at least for now. And then finally, you have the silver bottles, as well as the bottles, the little ones you found near the toilet that had little bits of silver still in them, if you want to try to identify those as well. I'm sure these are just drugs, but I will identify the drugs. Okay, you druggy you. Ooh. Ooh, you look at these and um, you believe that these are mutagens and you believe that these are quicksilver mutagens. The quicksilver mutagens allow you to get super stealthy, give you bonus to acrobatics checks, stealth checks, thievery checks, reflex save, range attack rolls. You gain a bonus to your speed. You believe this is two lesser Quicksilver mutagens. And that would give you... The bonus to rolls is plus one. The bonus to your speed is plus five feet. It lasts for one minute. Uh, the downside is you take damage equal to twice your level. And you can't recover hit points lost that way by any means while under the mutagen. And you get a minus two penalty to fortitude saves. Halid did appear to be a rogue of some sort. So it kind of makes sense that he had this and he was moving quick with his daggers and his punches. So at least that's what, uh, that's what I remember reading about. So, uh, cage, you want these? I mean, sure. I'll hold on to them. There's two of them. And the ones that are empty appear to be the same ones, just like the same silvery compounds in there. Uh, that's all you have so far. You also found some weak ale made of turnips. You don't need to use a kit for that. Uh, maybe we'll pass on that. We can donate it to, you know, tonight's dinner or something. Sure. So what else are you going to do? It's all up to you. If anything else you want to buy or sell. I think we're just about done uh, purchasing stuff. I think. Does anybody else have any have anything they want to add to the list? No. Nope. Okay. Steve, if you want to give me the lump sum that's left, I've got my handy-dandy calculator here, and I can divide it up for us. Okay, so if you are going to sell the Shadow Rune, sell the Chainmail, sell the alchemical reagents, and then get back Splint, Healer's Kit, Repair Kit, Replacement Picks, Alchemic's Kit you would get the differences a total of plus the gold that you found it's 83 gold pieces and five coppers is the uh the grand total of what you have left for the kitty which is a lot <laughs> actually that's a crazy amount that's a lot yeah you basically sold 108.35 then sell actually some of that's the gold you found i included that think of how many turnips that could buy i know and then you bought 25.3 items worth of stuff don't forget the um there are some other items that she uh shows to you in case you're curious if you don't forget she also had three minor healing potions for a mere three gold pieces each considering you're swimming in gold 
and yeah, we should get them. and the potency Absolutely. the potency crystal, which is the one time use gives you a plus one to your weapon and um, does massive damage, increases your damage dice to two, plus one to attack rolls. Give it to Prue. It's four gold pieces, but it's a one-time use, but it's pretty strong, so up to you. Yeah, I think now that we're flush with cash. I think when you've got a hero point to spend for that one big wallop, I think that's probably worth it. Well, let me divvy out everyone's personal gold. You all get 20.8 gold. Hold on, if you're going to buy the healing potions... Okay. Then it changes. So if you buy healing potions and you want to buy that potency crystal? Yes. Okay. All right. So you bought 38.3 gold worth of stuff. You sold and found 108.35 gold. So altogether, you have 70.505 gold. 70 gold and five copper for everybody to share, which is a lot. Now, keep in mind that includes your armor. I had that as part of group loot. Um, Prue, so if you want to... I could take that out if you want. It's fine if it keeps it in with me. I, mean, I think that helps all of us. That's kind of my thoughts on it, but I'm the one benefiting, so I don't mind if anybody wants to disagree. No, I was about to... I was uh, on the cusp of saying I'd be willing to help kick in, so that's fine. Take it out of group. Okay, then I have a personal gold here of 17.5. and Per person? Yeah, oh, and a copper. And everyone gets one copper. So 17 gold, 5 silver, 1 copper per person. And the one extra copper goes to the kitty. Meow. Okay. Anything else you want to purchase? Anything you want to start repairing? Now that you actually have the repair kit, you can start repairing. We can see how this works out. Let's do it. I guess I put my, I guess my shield can be the first, uh, first victim. And how long does it take? Just 10 minutes? Yeah, so repair is pretty easy. You have 10 minutes to attempt to fix a damaged item. You basically place the item on a stable surface using the repair kit with both hands, and I set the DC. It's usually about the same DC repair as it is to craft in the first place. And if you have a critical success, you restore 10 hit points plus an additional 10 per proficiency. If you succeed, you get 5 points back uh, plus an additional 5 per proficiency. And if you critically fail, you do 2d6 damage to the item. There you go. Apparently, try not to critically fail. Well, it's a secret check, isn't it? No, it is not secret, because you're going to know what you did to your own item. I don't have to do it in secret to see how poorly you roll. So it's on me. All right. I trust you. When is the DC for a level 0 item? I think the DC is really low. It is... Oh, wait, I have it down here somewhere. I wrote it out. DC is a 14, so that's pretty low. Uh, for me, that's a 50% chance, though. My crafting's only plus four. There we go. All right, let me roll But that. it's almost impossible to get a critical fail, though. Well, if she rolls a one. Yeah, basically a one. Here comes the one. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for jinxing me. Oh. <laughs> she almost critically succeeded. Look at my beautiful shield, just like new. 22. She... Surprises herself. Prue's been doing great. She's identifying everything. She's got her new armor. She's I think got... I found a new calling in life. <laughs> I know. She's like, she fixes it all up because that's 10 hit points. And I think it did about 10 hit points of damage, somewhere between 7 and 10, I believe. So I'm just going to call it a day and say your shield is completely fixed. Look at that. All right. Thank there you. There you go. Try not to break it again. While Prue is doing that, um, Celeste is going to sort of sneak on over to Kay and be like, hey, 
let me see those lockpicks really quick. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, here's the broken ones. Uh, I got a bunch of replacements, but, you know. Yeah, just the broken ones. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah. I'll be back in 10 or 15 minutes. All right. That's not suspicious okay. at all. <laughs> uh, she sneaks yeah, sure. up and casts Mend on them and then brings them back, and it's a 10-minute casting time. Oh, you, you did it. Yep, just like new. So it'll heal five hit points of damage to them. I don't know how many lockpicks have. I doubt they have that many. That's what I was thinking. So the lockpicks are mysteriously healed through some unknown device. Yep, just as good as new. That's I'm over here doing little. hard labor, and you could just snap your fingers on that. Don't tell Prue, she'll get real mad. I'm telling Prue, this is great. Yeah, Prue, that's character I mean, knowledge she, you don't know. She shouldn't be mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about just magic. Magic, and magic is uh, replacing all the factory jobs. Mending. Prue knows magic now. True, you can you can Absolutely. use your magic. I do know magic. You don't need to use your magic just to hurt things. You can use it to heal things too. And not just people. Items have feelings too. I can use my magic to make these drinks really cold. As cold as the grave. Yeah, let me just haunt these drinks and then it'll be nice and cold. <laughs> That's actually the best use of Ray of Frost in uh, medieval times or aka pathfinder world they don't have refrigerators they just have people like you endlessly casting ray of frost never mind that drink if it goes boo you are nothing more than a glorified refrigerator yeah but i'm a refrigerator with style you're a spooky refrigerator a spooky refrigerator i like that You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to attack the gazebo.